Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for Christmas Eve 2021, the 24th day of December. I'm your host, Paul White, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you, and I want to say thank you for joining me today on this podcast. Today and tomorrow, the 24th and the 25th of December, I want to talk about the first arrival of Jesus on the earth. The Advent season is what we've been in this highly anticipating arrival of Christ. Um, I wasn't raised in what is quote-unquote the high church, so I wasn't raised on the liturgical calendar. It's only been as I've entered middle age that I've even became interested or intrigued enough by the, the church calendar to start to pay attention to these dates that the church for nearly 2,000 years has honored. I think it's a mistake to say that it's completely unimportant to look at these days uh, since we say, well, we're liberated, or since the Reformation, we don't belong to such and so church or such and so denomination, so we don't have to pay attention to the liturgical calendar. I would agree, we don't have to, but I think there's great benefit in paying attention to it. I probably have more this year than any year of my adult life. Just paid attention to the season of Advent and tried to, um, to put myself into a mode of expectation. How, and I think we do it in some ways because it must be how Mary felt as she, and I realize it wasn't in December, but in the days leading up to the birth of her baby boy, the anticipation and the expectation because we know that she believed what she heard from the angel and she's prepared to name this boy Yeshua, a very famous name in Israel, a name that is the same name as the great Joshua. From That's the English version of that word, but Joshua from the Old Testament, Moses is old number one, the guy that saw Jericho's walls come down, took Israel into the land of promise. His name, he was also a Yeshua. He was the, the God who delivers or the Savior. And to name this child Yeshua, Jesus, as we would Anglicanize it, is to say that he's special, he's unique. This is Christmas Eve. This is that final moment where we take a deep breath and we pause and hopefully we spend it in anticipation of the beauty that is to come on Christmas morning. And by beauty, I don't simply mean presence and uh, excitement, but that quiet reflection that inside that used to be on that morning of his birth that great rejoicing by those angels. I still think there's great rejoicing in the realm of the Spirit. Uh, Jesus said there's rejoicing in the presence of angels over a sinner who comes home. That's, that's new birth. That's exactly what we're celebrating at Christmas is new birth. It's the birth of Jesus on the earth. But think about the first, and I know I'm using terms that would not have applied, forgive me, but think about the first Christmas Eve, if you would. And what I mean by that is think about that night before the birth of Christ. In Luke chapter 2, we see Joseph and Mary traveling down because Caesar Augustus has called an edict that the entire inhabited world should be enrolled in a census. And so Joseph goes up from Galilee out of Nazareth to Judea 
into the city called Bethlehem because he was from the house and lineage of David. And Mary is his espoused wife, betrothed to him. And they have to go up there for the census and there she's at full term. And so he has to find a place to lodge. The, the King James gave us that erroneous word because we take it through our vernacular, that word in, I-N-N. There was no room in the inn, so they'd sleep in the manger. But really out of the Greek, there was just not, there wasn't a bed left in the house they were staying. It's most likely that they're, they're with family. And so, it, and it wasn't uncommon, by the way, to sleep in the stables and in the barns because it was indoors. That was what you were looking for, is somewhere indoors. And so that's where Jesus comes into the earth. It's not coincidental, by the way, that the great shepherd comes into the world surrounded by sheep, <laughs> by literal sheep. And this is the least likely place for the king of the universe to be birthed on the planet. And yet here he is. And I just, I think about what was it like on that first Christmas Eve? What was it like as Mary anticipated what she knew was about to happen? Her body's sending her every signal that this is it. This is the moment. And when she, if she got any sleep that night, I mean, just imagine her anticipation. When we celebrate Advent, when we lead up to this great moment of Christmas, what we're really doing is we're honoring exactly what Mary honored. Patience and hope and belief that the future is going to be better than the past. The arrival of Jesus is the epitome of that, that the today is better than the yesterday and the tomorrow is limitless, that If this baby is what she anticipates him to be, then the world will never be the same. And I think sometimes we think of that a little too much in individualistic terms, like Jesus is saving souls and saving people from their sins. I didn't say we shouldn't think that way. I said that we might think that way a little too much. The arrival of Jesus was not... Mary doesn't lay there on that first Christmas Eve excited that tomorrow God shows up and people don't have to be sinners anymore. I think her anticipation is if God is about to show up, the whole world's going to change. And it gets a little easy for us to get cynical and say, well, did the world really change? And I think that's why we need the Christmas season because we do need to stop and reflect on what it means to have a king and his kingdom on the earth. And I am not sure that we've really, most of us have ever really done that. I mean, we celebrate that Jesus came, but we really only think what mattered was, oh, he came so he could die on the cross. But for Mary, she's not thinking about when he's going to die. She's thinking about the fact that if he is what the angel said he is, the kingdom has come. And quite frankly, it just really doesn't get any bigger than that. Now, we don't know everything that went through her mind between that moment and the last time we hear from her, which, by the way, the last words we hear her say are John 2, where she says to Jesus at the wedding of Cana that they're out of wine, and then she turns to the crowd and says, whatever he says to you, do it. I like to imagine that a lifetime of raising this boy had taught her, pay attention to this kid, (laughs) 
Now he's a young man. He has the ear that hears the Father. If the world's going to change, it's going to change because we do what he says do. It's a lot to think about. You're on your own Christmas Eve now. You, you know how the story plays out, but let's try tonight to get into that mentality that Mary might have had, anticipating what would happen if this baby is born and what ways will the world change and maybe we need to take into account what ways it has changed and what ways it still could change. So, Merry Christmas Eve. See you tomorrow. God bless.